What's up, Gossip Kings and Queens? It's your girl, Shelly Shells, and we're vibing through another episode of For the Love of Gossip. If you're new here, welcome, and thank you for joining me on this honest, authentic journey. The hubby has questions, and it's my duty to provide the answers, okay? So, I'm already shaking my head, y'all, because I don't even know what I'm getting myself into. But hey, what's up, Booski? Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so you got questions for me? I've been I've been tasked. Okay. I've been tasked to ask you questions to to be the interviewer of the interviewer. Uh huh. So the interviewer <laughs> is now the interviewee, <laughs> and I guess I should start by saying it's after ten o'clock again. Oh my goodness. So I'm doing my best. <laughs> we don't anyway. have to talk about this time. We we just can roll right into it. Like I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. This time don't work for y'all. But listen, this is where it is this vibing time. Okay. It's quiet. Yeah. So that's why we, we keep pulling up at this time. So what you got? What what questions do you have for me? What is it that you would like to ask me? Well, you know, I have to start here. It is um <laughs> Sunday evening, <laughs> and you already know what my first question is going to be. How about them Eagles? <laughs> How about them Eagles going to the Super Bowl? How about for the twenty twenty two season? <laughs> they are going to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's a good look. It's it's a really good look. Um, I feel like we've been here before. Um, but congratulations, we did celebrate, and so listen, y'all have had y'all moment, and now it's just time to finish it off. So again, congratulations! Enjoy your strawberry Hennessy that I nicely cooked up for you. So <laughs> listen, I'm here to help you celebrate your win too. I mean, you acting as though you've been on the field with them, but listen, whatever, whatever you need, I got it. I've been a cheerleader on the sideline for years, so. Okay. Um, I'm here. So you there. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, I am a Cowboys fan. Um, so it is a little hard to hear Ooh. again. I thought I thought football was over, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um <laughs> I thought we were no longer even talking about football, but mm-hmm. when you reminded me today, I quickly remembered there were some other games being played. But again, neither here nor there. Congratulations on your victory. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess uh, since I'm the interviewer, I should take it over. And I have some, a couple of questions that I've kind of written down. And the theme of my questions are then and now. Mm, okay. I like it. Um, so we're going to roll into the then and now. But I did have some questions that I thought about. I don't know how you want to arrange the questions when it comes to the actual podcast. But... One of the questions that came to me is, I guess I'm, I'm the, the commentator, the interviewer, so I'll just explain to you where it came from. Um, society is changing in, in front of our eyes. You know, um, the government, the media, uh, just people in general are changing their views of different things. And one thing that is um, getting a, a large light shined on it is mental health. And I feel like a part of mental health is just getting stuff off of your chest. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, as, as a woman, how do you feel about men having slash expressing slash showing emotions? Mm, good question so there's three parts so how do I feel about men showing slash expressing slash what's the third um having slash expressing slash showing emotions and I guess a little backstory to give you a little bit of time to to think is you know um throughout history men have just kind of hardened themselves they've had to be the rock um, especially in the emotional category. And like I said, society is changing in front of us. And um, I'm noticing in myself, like, I know I've always had emotions, but it's kind of one of those things that you just kind of put to the side. Mm-hmm. And 
I would probably say maybe since COVID, it's one of those things where you're just sitting at home, you're spending more time with the family, and you just you see people who are. Um, uh, it seems like the the politically correct thing to say is unaliving themselves or committing suicide mm. because mm-hmm. they're not getting things off of their chest. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to a training which you know it made me feel like, do I have mental problems? You know, because of the things that they said. You know, a lot of the things that I could relate to, right? And I've found or come to the determination that it's important for me to address the feelings that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's a, it's a weird feeling. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. You know, me, I don't like to um, deal with rejection so well. So I feel like I, I kind of mask it sometimes, but yeah. I guess just from your perspective, like, how do you feel about it? Yeah. So, emotions? so for me, I think that, you know, there's some mixed feelings in that. And I will, you know, just because, um, like you said, society is changing. And so, unfortunately, um, men expressing their true feelings is not something that you often see. You know what I'm saying? So, like you like you said, you just started even tapping into those feelings and, and I guess now starting to outwardly show when you feel something um, versus masking it. So, for so long, to me it would I think and I think I could probably speak for other women we would say they don't even care they don't even have feelings it's difficult for men to even connect there because y'all just do such a good job of masking them and so now to be on the flip side of that um and when you now start to show emotions I would say like I think it trips me up it it throws me off like I honestly don't even know how to take it sometimes because these are things that weren't shown to me years for years and then now they're here and so it's kind of just like you know when you learn something new like learning how to to deal with it learning how to accept it learning how to handle it like I don't know how to move through it I know for me I've always presented myself very emotionally and so you you can see my emotions on my sleeve you know I don't even have to say anything and you can tell that something's wrong with me but you on the other hand like you do such a good job of just containing it and seeming like everything is fine and so now when you show emotion um I don't think that I give the best response to that emotion because again I I think that it's foreign to me and so sometimes I may even say like you're being dramatic um because again in that moment it just feels like it's so over the top versus I guess, taking myself outside of me and realizing, hey, he's doing exactly what you do. He's feeling um, and having a better understanding of that. And again, I think it just goes back to just it just not being something that has been so relevant in my face. Um, And I have experience with other people. So it's new. Um, And I think that, you know, as as relationships progress, as our marriage progress, I think it's important for the, that open dialogue to be there because um, this is an unknown space for many. Um, and I will speak for myself that it's an unknown space for me. And so to go through it with you, um, I guess I would say, can you extend a little grace? But at the same time, I know that's kind of selfish to even ask that, um, being that you're just doing what I'm doing. You just now have arrived, but... It is kind of, it's a mixed thing for me. It's it's confusing because I don't really know how to take it. Um, but I'm glad that you have tapped into those things because, again, I think that that's so important because you hit on um, mental health and the way that people are taking their own lives because they, they can't deal with whatever is bottled up inside that they have not taken out or they have not put out and they have not said. Um, so I can only imagine what it feels like to be, you know, filled with so much anger so much feeling so much of whatever you may be filled with that you don't say to anyone I'm sure that does become pressure that is just like I just want it gone um and so for me I think I'm I'm thankful for COVID because if it was COVID that kind of forced that to happen to you um that's that silver lining in a situation in a pandemic where you know that was taking people lives you know which is so unfortunate but in your case, there was a fortunate thing that happened for you. Um, and that was you just being able to tap into your feelings. So 
And I think in all fairness, it's it's new for me too. So a lot of times I'm still trying to navigate through it, you know, trying to find ways to feel comfortable, even just expressing myself, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I try to stay in a place of comfort, but sometimes I do feel because I do feel like I want to have that change. And I feel like if I'm able to express those feelings that that kind of grows the bond in between us. But um, I guess if I do express my feelings and I don't get that immediate acceptance of it, because, you know, you're still trying to work your work around it or work through it as well um, through the change as well is it's, it, it kind of, you know, feels like a little bit of rejection. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a, a, a learning process for the both of us. So, um, you know, I, I try to remain patient and I, you know, come outside of myself and just express those things and to see what happens and, and, um, trying to find the best way to, to express those things. So, um, I do appreciate the efforts that you have put forth in it and just trying to understand the change, but I definitely, I definitely think there's a lot of good things that's come out of COVID. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, as well as all the the sadness and death and everything else that unfortunate things that's come out with it as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, I'm I'm just substituting as an interviewer, so I'm not really good at these transitions. So I'm just going to go ahead and move right into the next uh, question. Um, <laughs> so my next question <laughs> is, what is the legacy that you want to leave your children? Mm, the legacy that I want to leave my children. Um, I definitely want to leave the generational wealth. Um, like I, I want to leave behind what wasn't left behind for me. Um, but I also I want to make sure that that is deep, deep rooted in love. Um, because I think that that's the piece that's also missing when I think about just the legacy. Um, with my mom passing and my grandma passing, like. You know, it's like they were the matriarchs of the family um, because now that they're gone, that separation is um, so real, um, so thick, so heavy. Um, And before wealth comes into play with with my children, I definitely want it to be rooted in love. Um, That legacy of togetherness, that legacy of tightness, that legacy of the importance of time, um, understanding that, you know, time is priceless it doesn't cost a thing um but being able to go out and get it you know hustle hard um that they could they can have anything that they want like there's the sky's the limit they will be able to achieve whatever they put their minds to um I want them to see everything that we've worked very very hard for um and how far we've come the things that we've pushed them for um they see the benefits. They reap the benefits of it. They see the joy of it. They look at the, you know, your business that you've gotten off the ground and our son, you know, takes that and runs with it. And and that is a part of his legacy that he's also able to pass down and build up into his family. And it's a business that we can continue to just thrive in. Um, but I think one of the biggest things for me is truly just being um, very deep in love. Because again, like I said on the podcast previous that you know when those things are in order everything else tends to fall in place and so I answer this question differently when I think about legacy because I want the legacy truly to be about the connections with them as siblings um understanding how important it is for them to stay connected um regardless of the direction of me and you wherever this may end if should god forbid something happens to one of us and we're not here i still want that the legacy of the deep-rooted love to be within the children um to carry that through and that's the legacy that i want to be left behind that when we look back we will see that our children are still connected we can see that our children are still loving on each other still supporting one another um that they are being guided by one another that they can lean on each other if they have no one else they have each other um and that's the legacy that I would like to carry along um because that's something that I just don't see today within my own family yeah 
um, I do see that people have kind of kind of kept to themselves as far as like the family, like they just they've started to do more of the immediate family mm-hmm. kind of units versus just the whole big family kind of thing. And again, that could be due to COVID because you never know who has COVID and you don't want your kids to die. You don't want to die yourself or whatever the case may be. Um, so COVID is kind of drawn a wedge into larger family mm-hmm. events and things like that. And so I do see a lot of times we um, do just really try to stick to our immediate family. Yeah. Um, but I guess the second part of the question, and I do feel like you touched on it, and I don't know if you want to go into it a little bit more, but um, how are you working towards your goal of building the legacy? Um, I'm trying to instill that um, in, in the children today. Um, in my younger days um, with my first child, you know, that opportunity of being able to pour into wasn't always there. Um, and so now having to work backwards to get in, it's a little more difficult. Um, so that is the challenge that I face today. And so um, in building that legacy, having to start with the little ones to kind of pour to them, to show them what that looks like so that they can bring it up. Um, while I continue to work backwards with the oldest one to make sure that um, she sees that different, that different um, in-depth love um, versus what she may have experienced before. Um, And so now it's just overtime. It's working overtime to continue to put that time and effort in um, with the children, continue to kind of instill in them the importance of time, understanding what that looks like, when we, when we build, um, also, you know, building, building all of these different businesses, trying to show them the hustle of, and the bustle of things that we're doing, the things that are coming up off the ground, the different things that we have in pipelines, like sharing details with them, bringing them along, showing them, you know, the ropes, um, sharing the stories of the success stories, sharing the failure stories. Um, but most of all showing that, through all these things, we're doing it together as a unit and how important it is that it's not a separate thing. It's not a I thing. It's a us thing. Um, and so that's what I'm doing today. And that is just trying to make sure that I lead by example. And so I kind of really feel like you've gone into the the whole then and now topic, like, um, you know, discussions that we've had. There's a difference from what your vantage point was like, what was important to you back then when you had um, our oldest child versus now that we have our, our younger two children. Um, The things that might've been important to you then aren't necessarily important to you now. Um, And that's, that's kind of a segue to my next question. Um, Five years ago, did you see yourself where you are now? Um, and so I guess I, so to break that question down, are we speaking holistically? Are we speaking career wise? Are we speaking wife, mother, like from what vantage point? I feel like it's, I left it intentionally open ended. So whatever it is that you feel like you want to talk about, like if you just want to touch on different topics, um, career, you know, building a business, um, relationship, whatever it is that you want to talk on. Yeah. Um, no, I I didn't see myself um, where I sit today um, because five years ago, you know, um, time wasn't important. Um, just going, just going, going, going was important. Like always staying busy, always doing something, always being out of the house um, was a big deal for me. Um, yeah. I mean, work again, you know, there. <laughs> I was dedicated, committed to an organization that I just felt like I could be with forever because I could grow within that space. Um, And of course, things there changed. And so, yeah, I would definitely have to say a hard no um, (laughs) that I'm not where I expected to be or where I thought I was going to be. Um, But what I can say is, but God, because this this shift and the change that has occurred um, was necessary. Just like you said with COVID, um, <laughs> COVID did some things, okay? COVID mm-hmm. shifted, moved, lifted. Listen, COVID came through. All that. And, right, and did a lot of different things that um, I didn't see coming. But again, 
sad story for sure. Um, but in our case, it was a positive story because again, it forced it forced me to stop. It forced me to pause. It forced my life to slow completely down. Like I don't even think it slowed down. It just halted immediately. Got sent home, work from home, everybody's here, and I had to sit in it. Um and I had to sit in and I had to sit in you know, where I sat as a wife, I had to sit in where I set you as my husband, um, having all of these children again, not never seen myself with three children. When I look back on my senior book, my senior book said I only had two. Okay. A boy and a girl, um, (laughs) never said that I was going to have three kids. So again, to have three children, like, um, knowing that my goal is, is just to continue to climb the ladder. Like I want to be, if I can get to the CEO of a company, that's the goal. That's where I'm on my way to. That's what mm-hmm. I wanted to do. I still mm-hmm. want those things, but it, it hits a little different today. Um, and so, yeah, COVID hit and yeah, things are completely different. But I can say that um, I'm thankful because one, I'm thankful for the patience and that that you have for me because where we are today compared to where we were five years ago, um, it's like a brand new marriage. Um, if I'm Agreed. honest, like it feels different. Um, we are able to just be authentically us, um, which I 1000% adore, um, just because like, it, it's just easier. <laughs> like we just can live now. It's just not having to, you worry about the wrong things that could shift or shake anybody. We're just living at this point. Um, as far as, you know, time with the family, just in general, like, um, the go, go, go is not a big deal to me anymore. Yeah, I like to be out when the sun is out. Please, I want to be outside because the sun is out. Let's live. Um, let's have fun. But the difference is, it's not just I want to go by myself. Now it's a big deal that we all go. Um, it's all, I always want you included. I always want the kids included. Like I like time is a big deal for me. And I would say like, I didn't I never thought that time would be such a big deal for me these days. Um, but time is huge. Like I take like the little small the little small moments mean so much to me. Um, we never know what tomorrow holds, what the next absolutely. second holds. That's one thing that I've learned since COVID. It's, absolutely. I mean, I've always known it in the back of my head, but it's it's so much more prevalent now. Um, again, to keep referencing COVID uh, with my with the job that I work, it's just you hear so much of death. Uh, you know, people are just going to work and then they never come home. Right. And, you know, those are the kind of things that make me think about the last conversations right and the last conversations you know did i tell you that i love you before i left or Mm. did we argue about you know something insignificant like i just always think about those last conversations and i Mm. i just want to make sure that whatever those last things that we said if that was the last thing that we ever get to say that it's not a negative thing right yep yep so the second part, again, this is a now and then kind of a deal interview. Um, where do you see your life in five years? Mm, um, <laughs> so, so just to go back to the other question, too, to add to that, like, I didn't see myself in vending having a vending machine doing that, like didn't see that starting that business. Um, and so to be here today with that also in the works like that, that is freaking amazing because again, that's with you in in my corner and the support that as my husband, you just feel like we can, (laughs) we can do anything that we put our minds to. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, um, just adore that. And so in five years, where do I see myself? Um, (laughs) hopefully working for myself um hopefully Mm. an entrepreneur um outside of corporate america um a boss woman doing boss things i'm doing it now but i want to be a truly a boss woman doing boss things um for Mm -hmm. for my company um not for someone else's company i don't want to keep going in giving you know all these hours to build someone else's company. I'm ready to build my own. So in five years, I'm looking to have my own brand. I'm looking to have Mm -hmm. my own staple um, in the community. I'm looking to be more connected um, 
with my family, I'm looking to be super connected with you. Okay. Like when you're finishing my sentences. Wink, wink. <laughs> oh, yeah, finishing sentences. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Traveling, um, having fun and just living, loving life. Um, because again, you only get one. And so um, let's put that in the atmosphere that in five years, it's not just me, it's us. It's us winning. It's us killing the game. Um, and we coming out on top and the children are right behind us doing the same thing. Amen, amen. All right. Um, so let's see my next question. Um, and I feel like some of the stuff that you've already touched on, but I have it written down here, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask it. Um, <laughs> what was the most important thing to you when you were blank age? So it's it's open-ended. And I have to be honest, when I wrote this question, I was thinking of our oldest mm-hmm. daughter. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I would like to ask you, when you were, um, let's say, your late teens, early 20s time frame. Mm-hmm what things were most important to you at that point? Um, If I'm honest, it was hanging out in the streets, hanging with the in crowd, making sure that I stayed young. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's, that's, that's just what it is. That's an honest answer. It was hanging out, um, having fun. Um, I wasn't out doing drugs and, and all the drinking, but I definitely was running up and down 95, running behind boys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the now is what's the most important thing to you now? Um, the most important thing to me now um, is putting me first, um, if I'm honest, mm-hmm. um, because for me, I understand that in order to be able to love you and love the children and 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 just be present in the moment, I have to love me first. I have to be able to. Um, honor me first and so right now what's most important is just making sure that my mental state is healthy making sure that I constantly remind myself of who I am I constantly remind myself of what I can do I constantly give my own self words of affirmation to make sure that I am good because what I'm learning is when I take a step back and I gain control of me I'm a better person. I show up better for you. I show up better mm-hmm. for the children. I show up better at work. I show up better as a friend um, because I'm able to control me. And so that is what I've learned. Again, COVID, um, when it forced me to sit in things and I had to make hard decisions, I had to cut some people out of my life. It was understanding what I needed for me to be able to be healthy. Um, and so that is where I am today, understanding that there are some things that you will have to take a step back from. There are some things that you will have to let go. There are some people that you will have to cut ties with. Um, it's just a part of my journey. It's a part of where I'm going, how I'm growing, and and the things that I want in life. Um, and then setting up my priorities accordingly. And so loving me is definitely top of the list. Um, because I show up great for y'all. Um, and that loving me means you know, being, being aligned with what God has for me. And so as long as I'm not cutting myself in so many different ways to try to be something for everybody else, um, I'm not cutting God short, but when I cut him short and I slowly, and I start to do other things, that's when things start to crumble and fall. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've done that already. I've done that path. I went down that journey. I didn't do the things that he asked me to do. I chose my own path and, you know, I, (laughs) <laughs> did not reap any benefits from that. I will tell you that. Um, but now being able to be here now and understanding um, what my calling is, what am I supposed to be doing? And do I always get it right? I don't. Um, do I fall short of his glory? I do. Um, but I do understand my worth. I do understand what I'm supposed to be doing. I do understand how to love me so that now that I know how I want to be loved, I'm able to communicate that to you. I'm able to communicate communicate that to the children i'm able to show y'all what it is that i need because i understand my needs 
And in all fairness, when I wrote these questions, I, I already had an answer in mind on what you might say. <laughs> and was it that I said that it was going to be about me? It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> that. Um, I thought you were going to go more to the to the um, topic of time again because you know you've been talking a lot about that, how that's important. But you have also been talking about you know, and not on the podcast, but. In, in our conversations about how you want to start focusing on you and the, the explanation and everything. Like I, I get it. I, I relate to that. And I think it is important. And um, for me, I would encourage you to do it too. Like if you, if today it's not about you and you have me above you, I would encourage you to, to shift that and change that. Um, I absolutely have. And again, that it kind of brings you back to the first question about the feelings. It's, that's one of the things where I'm focusing on me. It's not necessarily about how others feel. Um, and it's about stepping outside of my comfort zone, but I, I, I care about myself. I want to be here for yeah. my family, um, my kids, you know, I want to be here for the blessings that God has for me. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I think it's, it's been something for, for a little bit of time that I've been thinking about, but um, I guess for some reason, I don't know him at all except for a celebrity on tv uh, but twitch when he committed suicide and i don't know his story i don't claim to know it um but i just know there was things that he had to have been dealing with right that went unsaid for everybody to be so shocked right that this particular incident happened and i just refused to be that person yeah and That's so nice. um I have taken that time to to really consider me first. Right. Um, I haven't done that in quite some time. I've always tried to to mend fences, continue conversations, you know, try to be whatever the people needed me to be to 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 <laughs> have right. this, you know, uh, I don't know. I want to don't want to call it a relationship, but have this bond or whatever i don't i don't know what to call it um but just to be able to 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 talk to relate to people i guess that's mm -hmm. what i'm looking for and i've learned that it's not important i don't have to relate to everybody like right. i can be cordial i can help you in professionally i can help you um in other ways but personally i really don't have to have that thing with you i don't have to have that connection with you and mm -hmm. so I have stepped out and just started to say, F it. Like, I'm just going to care about me first. Yep. And it's it's still difficult for me, honestly, because I don't feel like that's the type of person I am. But I I do realize that I am important enough to say. Absolutely. Bump it. But, I mean, I'm just going to worry about me. Yeah. And and good for you. Um, It, it doesn't feel good at first. Um, I will tell you that, like, to know that, you know, some decisions that I may have hurt some people. Um, and again, the goal is not to just crush people and, you know, ruin people's lives, but it, but I had to put me first. And so, yeah. no, it doesn't feel good. Um, but you feel good. You feel lighter. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you start to feel that you have, you, you have an opportunity. I feel important. I okay. think that, that's, that's what, important too. that's, that's a big thing too, because it's, I guess as a man in the man's role, you always put, you know, your kids first, you put your wife first, you know, they always say happy wife, happy life. But what's the saying for a man? Like how, what's, what's a, a thing for a happy man. Mm. And so you just have to figure out what that thing is. Like, and it's just, everybody has to put themselves first because if you are nothing, then you can't give anything. Mm. And so you have to, you have to pour into yourself you have to fill your own cup up mm. in order to be able to, you know, do anything else for anybody else. Um, and sometimes you have to pour some stuff out of your cup to mm. make room for everybody else. Um, so it's been a, it's been a lot of different things that I've been discovering, uncovering and just um, recognizing about myself. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is important for everybody. So I'm actually glad that you gave something different than what I thought you were going to give yeah yeah time is still important though like time is important but um I I definitely come before um that because again when I'm good and I feel fulfilled I can give that time it's 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 more pleasurable time I would say that <laughs> yeah which makes a difference all right so 
let's see the next on the list and this is just a then and now question so um what are the most important qualities in a man then and now so <laughs> we'll stick with the then of the early the, the late teens early 20s because I, I again backstory when I was writing this question I think about a lot of the conversations that I've had with people females and you know uh, you think of a lot of younger girls and they want that that thug they want that 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 hard person they want that you know somebody who has a little bit of streets to them and then the circles that I'm in now that's not always what you're looking for uh-huh. so I mean let me ask you what is it that you're <laughs> What's what's the most important qualities in a man then and now? <laughs> oh, again, this I was young, so I can tell you like um No judgment, no judgment. Tattoo, tattoos, um skinny, um like I think I like um brown skin closer to a, a little lighter um I don't even know if a job was important or not um <laughs> <laughs> a car yes they did have to have a car mm-hmm. um you and they, they just they had to car. hang out they had to hang out with me like hang out with me make sure that you had a phone so you can call me you can come see me um like stupid stuff but again I was young like wasn't thinking about the things that I think about now um and now the qualities again in my younger days, I didn't care about connections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't care that you, you know, about you being so like connected to my soul. Like that wasn't a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, pillow talk wasn't a big deal. Going deep with me wasn't a big deal. Um, so clearly conversations just wasn't a part of that. And now communication is key for me um, because I feel like that's how we grow. That's how mm-hmm. and we do it together. Um knowing God is, is key for me too. I would say when, like you were definitely the different (laughs) of any, of all of them. Um, it was just a totally different, I definitely rounded a corner that I'm like, how did I even get here? But I'm thankful that I got here because it's a totally different bucket than what I was used to. Um, but again, it made me value the importance of, of knowing God in that relationship. Um, listening to you be able to to talk about the Bible, tell stories about God, listening to you saying that I prayed for you. I did this. These were not things that were happening in the past. Mm-hmm. Those weren't things that were taking place. And so it was kind of foreign to me. So then when you did it, you know, it it wasn't something that I knew how to take on right away. Like, what? Like, what I couldn't even join into the conversation because I felt lost because I wasn't that just wasn't a part of my story like yeah we went to church but it wasn't where it was more so like going to church and having those deep godly conversations were happening but it was happening with my grandma with my mother Mm. so to have it with a guy that I was (laughs) you know doing other things with those two (laughs) things didn't align (laughs) so right to to have that happening it was like wait what is this how like how are these things crossing so it was just something totally different and so when I think about the then you know those are the things that I try to keep our oldest daughter from because I remember those times and unfortunately we all got to go through it it's just a phase that I just wish that we could skip for her because it's such a waste of time Mm. like and again it's easier said than done because again, being in this moment as a grown woman with three children and a husband, I can look back and say it was a waste of time, but in that moment, Oh, I was lit. (laughs) And, And that's one of the things that I've always struggled with too. You know, even the, the worst things that you've gone through, the, the, the things that you regret in your past, is it really a waste of time or is it something that you needed to learn a lesson to, to go up to the next level? I mean, you right. Cause I mean, it was in order for me to know that it was a waste of time. I had to go through it. I had to learn it to know what it was that I didn't want. Right, because at at 18, 19, 21, all the way probably up to 25 at least, you're not really listening to nobody else. You feel like you know it all. You got it all. Like, you an adult now, by law. You might have your own car, maybe even your own place, and nobody can tell you what to do. Right. 
So, you know, you've, you've got everything under control. Yeah. And that's one yeah. of the things that, you know, I've, I've been trying to deal with our daughter with and just trying to figure out how do I walk this journey with her without her feeling like I'm telling her what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know the right answer answer for that because again, um, I will say the more that we try to intervene, the harder that she's going to run to what we're trying to keep her from, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, because that's life. And one of the things like I'm, I'm learning is it's, it's not necessarily telling them what to do or even trying to just guide them. Like sometimes you just want to, I'd rather you just talk to me, mm-hmm. you know, as a parent, I just, you know, I sat down there the other day and just had an hour and a half, two hour conversation with our daughter. And just, I learned a lot. Yeah. And a lot of it just came from listening. I don't need you to answer my questions directly and do the things that I want you to do or tell me the things that I want you to tell me. But even though I went down there for a particular reason, I didn't learn much about the reason that I went down there for, but I learned a lot of the other things that she was struggling with mm-hmm. just by listening. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is a transitional period for us. Um, and it's not easy. Right. It, it's scary, honestly, as a, as a father of a, um, a daughter in the late teens. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little nervous about her just going into life and, what life has for her absolutely Um, you know i'm i'm very scared so i think for me the the thing that i'm going to try to do is just listen more so than than try to talk yeah and that's the one i can definitely tell you i feel like i tell you this all the time when it comes to just um the children it's it's the fact of your patience level and the 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 ability to be able to just sit in it um, that is definitely not something that I'm able to to do. Like I, I want to get right to what the issue is, and mm. and I need to I need to hear it. I I can't do the dancing around and you know beating around the bush, but you definitely sit in it. And so I definitely appreciate that. Um, just being able to have that connection, and I think um, for our oldest daughter and the children to follow, like that quality. As long as you continue that piece, like our children are going to be okay because. If nothing else, they will always have that father to be able to go to to have that conversation because there's no judgment. Mm. It's just literally a listening ear. Um, And that's what the children need. They just need that. Um, So I do appreciate And the fact that you did spend hours of literally just listening, like kudos to you, because, again, that does take a special kind of person in moments where it can be very high stress and just, Mm. you know, so many unknowns. Yeah. And in an extremely frustrating um, circumstances too, just because for me, I want to help, but I, I can't help if you don't open up to tell me how I can help. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. Um, so the last question that I have, uh, I think it's pretty easy. And again, you might've touched on it a little bit, but let me roll right into it. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to your younger self? Um. <laughs> The advice that I would give to my younger self is, is enjoy life. Um, don't rush it because I feel like I used to rush it. I always say, I can't wait to be an adult. Mm. I can't wait till I drive. I can't wait till mm. I leave the house. I can't wait till I move. Mm. I, you know, there were so many things that I said I couldn't wait that I can do. But if you were to ask me today and you gave me an option to say, would you want to go back to be 10 again? Yes. Mm. Okay. Take these bills and shove it. I don't want the car. <laughs> I don't want, listen, all the responsibility, adulting is not fun. Um, it has its moments uh, when I can be, you know, a frisky adult and have fun with my husband as a wife. But I just remember, you know, just when I just wanted to go outside and all I had to be concerned with was the street lights. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Just the street lights. If the street lights came on, that meant go home. But it's like, that ain't there. So if I could give advice to my younger self i would say enjoy life Mm. stay a child Mm. stay in a child's place don't rush it like enjoy it while you can because one tomorrow ain't promised two Mm. the world ain't what it used to be it sure ain't 
people don't care about life no more. People don't care about life no more. So yeah, if I had to sum it up, it's enjoy life. And I would say that people don't value life. Like they, your life holds no value. Not at all. Just because you've, you've made me angry. I'm going to shoot you. Like, it just seems like I'm going to shoot you is at the end of you've done this. So I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. And that's the scary thing about life. You know, you never really know who you can just say, oh, you've pissed me off. You cut me off. Because if I yell out the window, you cut me off, you might be having a bad day or, you know, haven't been communicating, letting your feelings out or whatever the case may be. This is your last straw and you just, I'm going to shoot you. Um, So, yeah, I agree. Life is very scary. And Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I guess, again, just relating to one of the things that you were saying about just take your time, just be, be young. That's, what our oldest daughter was saying, she was just like, I just missed the days where things didn't have a price. Like, okay. Now, <laughs> now she's, <laughs> she's just getting into the world, you know, where it's okay to have a $200 check. But I was telling her for me, my one, I guess my, my second real job, I was making on a good bi-weekly basis, $666. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> Now six hundred sixty-six dollars ain't gonna do nothing. nothing. Not even gonna pay okay. the mortgage. Come on, so, come on. You know, and I don't even think it's gonna get us some real groceries. Listen, no, no. no. Unless you walking out there with some condiments, and that's questionable at this point. Mayonnaise costs five dollars. You're right. <laughs> I don't know if you even noticed the price of grapes seven ninety nine. Yeah, eating healthy is very expensive. Absolutely. Uh, Eating in general is expen- expensive, <laughs> but trying to eat healthy is is dumb. It's just dumb. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I definitely disagree with everybody else. Like life, life is is pretty valuable. Like I can't I can't afford to just die because you having a bad day because if right. I lose my job, right. you know, we might not be able to have no grapes in this house. Okay, and that's <laughs> not going to work because I need that to go with my cheese and crackers. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. But, oh my goodness, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Um, I, I truly enjoyed the questions and I appreciate just the fact of being able to kind of go back to the then and the now because you know we don't do that often but to be able to kind of put those two things beside each other and kind of reflect um it gives you a different perspective um and then too you're able to actually hear it out loud your growth um and so that was dope I think uh, uh, some of my questions were based on some of the past podcasts and the conversations that we have in our personal lives and just listening and looking at other people and just Again, we have a, a daughter who's in her late teens and just thinking about the things that she's going through now, her mindset now. And, you know, some of the things that I've I've told you for years, like she'll find out on her own. Yeah. You know, they'll see one day, you know, even a lot of the things that we tell them, they might not necessarily get it today. But I always tell you when, when she's 20 or when she has her own kids, she'll see. Yeah. And that that's kind of was the premise of the conversation the 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 premise behind the the questions that i had is just like the different perspectives like yeah. you grow and you mature and you see what's important versus what you thought was important yeah and it just gets my mind to thinking like what's going to be important in another 5 10 15 years yeah that you thought sure. was important today for sure so. for sure um, we should have definitely interviewed her um, and asked those questions because if nothing else, if we can get what's important to her today and then in five years, ask again, what's important to you today, um, yeah. you know, during that five years. Because, again, I think that that will be in- interesting to hear because I don't even know if, if our answers would be identical just because the children today are not like the children five years. I mean, when I'm not. I wish I was like five years ago. I was like in my teens. That would be great. <laughs> um, it's cute. But, <laughs> but yeah, like they're they're not like we were when we were coming up. That's not, they're still different. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that again, dope conversation. Um, 
to be able to even just allow her to hear it um, as her parents kind of talk through it. And hopefully, you know, her being able to hear my dumb thoughts um, from then and then where I sit today uh, would maybe help with, you know, how I kind of approach things today, the questions that I ask her, you know, the directions that I keep trying to steer her in and to tell her why I think boys are dumb um, may help her understand, you know, like, wow, mom, all you were worried about was cornrows and tattoos, like nothing else, you know, it might actually make me sound human because I honestly think that she thinks that I'm not human. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Super dope. But was that all of your questions? That was all of my questions. You you actually did very well. You're you're pretty quick at thinking on your feet because uh, <laughs> we did not discuss the questions between the two of us, and I was I was actually pretty intent on that. I wanted it to be a surprise <laughs> to you. I wanted you to be able to have to to actually think and give your genuine and authentic answers. And I, I think you did very well as a interviewee. So. <laughs> Awesome. But I, I, I happily pass the reins back to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, hubby, for coming through and definitely giving um, me that opportunity again just to compare, do a compare and contrast of back then and then the now. Um, with you hearing all of my foolish bends <laughs> and now, I hope that you two can kind of see um, the growth, see the the big transition that took place to show um, me as a young woman to me as a grown woman um, and as your wife and the mother of your children. Um, I thank you for coming and showing out and being such a great, um, I guess, co-host because you definitely was kind of leading the conversation and I actually just was here to answer questions. So mm. um, I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you. And to my listeners, thank y'all for joining us tonight. Um, it's been real. Again, this podcast has been all about being honest and authentic. And what you got tonight was just that. Um, if you can relate, if you have a then and a now and you want to share your story, please leave a comment. Let's keep the conversation going. Um, we don't have to stop here. Let's link. Follow me on on Apple Podcasts um, for the love of gossip. And again, thank y'all. I love y'all. And Mwah.